Hey there, welcome to another exciting episode of The Honest Teacher. So, today might be a two-parter. I'm probably going to record some on my way into the building and then some on the way out. Um, my my own children are cross-country athletes and they have a meet after school today, so I'll be leaving a little early. Um, but... I am going to need to have some emails sent to my members. Um, our, I think I mentioned in the last episode, our state has a mass mandate for all schools. Um, everyone in the, in the schools has to wear a mask. Um, and there's also a pseudo-vaccine mandate, which I have to... I'm sorry which I also have to deal with. So the state sent an edict out last week or so that by the 5th, every person working in a school either either has to be fully vaccinated with evidence from a doctor's office, a vaccine card, some trusted vaccine source on file. They have to have it on file by the 5th or you have to be tested once weekly if you are non-vaccinated for whatever reason. And there's already a bit of an uproar from the non-vaccinated members. The superintendent and I and my co-president had a meeting on Friday to discuss this. And we brought up a couple of different things. And some of the things were turned down. One of the things that we really just, I got to tell you, I talked this with my wife. Our The state union had a web call with all of the regional, they had all the regional field operators meet with their member district, the co-presidents of their member districts, last week, the day after the CD came out. And we were discussing multiple different ways to approach this as a, as as our locals because everything that the district does we can negotiate um, the, the district can always tell us to go fuck ourselves but we have the right to negotiate uh, and we do I we do negotiate most things okay so one of the avenues that the union wanted us to negotiate was for non-vax people if they could leave early potentially to go get tested and that's something that a lot of the leadership in our local push back against because all four of our leaders in the local are vaccinated we got vaccinated back in the spring the very second we could in fact i'm old enough to remember having to schedule not only tests but vaccinations weeks in advance and we had a window we had to go in. I remember waiting in line for an hour and a half for my second shot because it was so crowded. So um, go fuck yourself here. Um, what? And we're pushing back on anyone that is non-vaccinated getting to leave early. And in fact, the our superintendent brought that up that that would not even be considered an option because the board doesn't have any more energy to deal with any members even in their districts that 
are not vaccinated and are putting our students and let's be honest, the building at risk because this is something that I'm trying to deal with some of our local parents here in town um, and some of our members that your freedom to not wear a mask is great, but it's going to get the building shut down because you're going to potentially spread virus throughout an entire room. That entire room could spread it to someone else. And then all of a sudden you got one room or multiple rooms or an entire fucking building shut down because too many teachers have it. So they don't have any more energy to deal with people that aren't vaccinated. Um, we also dealt with the the possibility of, say, if someone gets vaccinated now, if they can, if they have symptoms, if they don't have to take sick day. And I got the same response that we've got staff members that are waiting until right now, not even after a full FDA approval, but right now when they're being forced to get it or get tested, now they want to have time off. And he said, there's no way they could do that. The one area I was able, we were able to get them to agree on was if in the very rare instance that one of our fully vaxxed, fully masked teachers has to quarantine, which the only way that would happen is if there is a positive case in your room or you're around someone with a positive case and you have symptoms. So I, one of my students gets sick and the next day or that day, I start having fever or I have diarrhea or I have one of those symptoms that I have to quarantine. If that happens, we are able to log on from home and not have to take sick time. And, and to me, that's kind of a win. That's where we got them last year. We got them to agree to that last year and they're willing to continue that this year because one, they didn't have to do it that much. And two, it's kind of like a free way for them to show support to the teacher. So um, that was like the kind of win. So our superintendent was telling us that there are a couple of secretaries that aren't vaccinated. Um, the thing you need to know about our, our building setup is that the office staff are set away from the students. They're not in the same building. They're in a different administrative building. So, they were hoping that they could get an exemption, but the state saying, nope, you're a part of a school, you must do this. Because I guess they could say teachers have to go to the office building every once in a while, and if there can be cross-contamination there, so it just makes sense. Anyway, one of those, the, the member is, is hotly anti-vax, hotly. Um, you name the reason that's on Fox News, Newsmax, all this bullshit, right-wing stuff, they've got it. Um, their husband is also like a chiropractor or some shit. And so they're all natural vax, uh, natural medicine. And I told my wife, yeah, I bet these fuckers also have the MMR vaccinations when they were children. So they get the benefit of having vaccinations, but now they get to be uh, fucking bold and pretend like vaccinations are bad, you know, fuckers. Anyway, our superintendent says, yeah, this, uh, employee and I were discussing that, um, she like, there's a there are multiple testing sites around us that you can get test results back in 24 hours, and he said that for most people it's not that big of a deal. You just drive over there after work, get it done, uh, and that's great. Some of our staff live in very very rural areas. We are a very rural county, and it's going to be more difficult for them. 
but they were talking and they he felt that that employee was okay. Well, let me fucking tell you, that employee is not okay. I got an email that from my work email, work email, and she sent it from her work email that she wants to know if our contract can protect them from this bullshit, that's her word, that's bullshit requirement that they have to get tested on their own time. She feels it's discrimination. And I'm just going to run that up the fucking flagpole and give that right up, run it right up the line to my um, union, my state union rep, because I don't want to touch that with a 10 foot fucking pole. Because I, I don't know what to say. I, I would just say, like, well, this is a legal issue. It's not a contract issue, because I guess that's the truth. But I'm going to see what she says, because, I mean, that's all there is to it. I mean, you don't you don't have to go get tested. You can always, you know, get the fucking jab. Um, not that big of a deal. Um, so, you know, dealing with that kind of shit. Also, I've got uh, some other uh, teachers that are saying that maybe the school isn't following the um, COVID protocol for across the board. And I'm going to do a little more research on that. Uh, I'm really trying to not do a lot of work emails on the weekend. I don't have a shit ton of time. Um, you know, so... I got all these emails over the weekend, and I, I just fucking blew them all off um, because I just I have to have my time. So I'm going to get there a little early today and send some emails. Um, you know, personal note, um, we live in a – we have a house that's kind of set off away from other people, and we have just a few neighbors. And we moved here four years ago, three years ago. The people that are living across the street from us, empty nesters, they decided to move. They sold the house to a family with three kids. We have three kids. It just turned out that all the kids lined up perfectly within a year. And they've been best friends for the last three years. And suddenly the the parents decided that they needed to move closer to home, which that's fine. Um, but my kids are losing their best friends. And... We've been doing a lot of stuff with the neighbor kids to try to just impact as much as we can before they move. And one of the things that I've been doing with them is I play Dungeons and Dragons with them. And it, I am the DM, so I run the game. Uh, if you don't know Dungeons and Dragons, it's really nothing more than a story you tell as the narrator. And then the players get to kind of fill in the blanks. So I, the, the, the easiest one is... There's a basketball on the ground. What do you want to do? And then the player says, well, I'm going to shoot the hoop. And in this game, there's dice that can that dictate. You roll dice to dictate how well you succeed. So if the person says, I'm going to I'm gonna pick it up and shoot a hoop. And I say, okay, well, roll the 20-sided dice. And they roll it, and it's like an 18. And I say, you make it, and it bounces around a few times and falls in. So something like that. Um, and... They've been playing, the two of the, the kids have been playing with us. And, you know, it's kind of sad because we've been developing this camaraderie as like a, they're called parties when you play. And, you know, we are talking about how to continue this once they move. But what do I usually do is it takes me about a week to write a story. And I am really trying to accelerate because they told us last week that they were going to leave on a certain date. And now they're moving that up four days. And so now I'm really busting my hump to try to get this story written by tonight so we can play again. Um, 
because I don't want them to miss one more uh, story if they don't have to. So I'm really working hard to get this story written because they do have fun playing. Um, and one other, and so I get to connect with my own children that way um, by playing this game, and they get to have fun, they get to be silly, and they get to kill bad guys and sometimes kill good guys. You know, it's up to them what they want to do. Um, uh, another way that I'm connecting with my teenage boys is I'm getting them into fantasy football, something that I didn't get into until I was 22. So something my father never bothered to talk to me about until I was an adult. So um, they are learning strategy. One of my sons listens to as many fantasy football podcasts as I do, so he's got a pretty good idea. And yesterday we had our first draft. And it was hilarious. Of course, one of my sons is a fan of the Seahawks, and so he systematically drafted the the quarterback of the Seahawks, their main wide receiver, and their running back. Um, and it's it's funny because he's got the team he wants, but man, it's I mean it's not great. But he's got the team he wants, and then my other son really wanted to go for strategy, and he really tried hard. But he's 13; he's got the attention span of a 13 year old. And he made some pretty silly mistakes. And he was beating himself up over it. And I told him, I said, you're 13, bud. It's your first time ever. Don't. You know, you've got another. We got another draft coming up next week uh, with the neighbor kid. And you'll do fine. Um, in fact, I was. they were. They told us they were going to move on one day. So I had the draft the day before that. Well, then they move it up another day. So I moved the draft one day back. Well, then they moved it up three more days. So I just told the young man i said listen you're just gonna have to uh draft um remotely we'll do a video chat with you and you can draft with us and it's the day after they move down so i think that'll be good for him to kind of go retreat into a corner and just do a thing with his friends from here so i think that will work out so you know it was a that was a good weekend my son uh, my both of my sons like i said are cross country and they had a meet on Friday or some shit, and my my eighth grader um, finished second overall. Uh, had just an amazing time, and there's no, there's just one child that he's always kind of competing against, and they're always like one and two. And my son is typically two, but the the kids has got you know slightly better genes, and I don't think he is hyper competitive about it. I know I'm not. But let me tell you, the other dad, he's a fucking douche nozzle. Um, I was, we were trailing, I was trailing Jack. He was trailing his son. Um, the coach was trailing my son. And the the dad's, the dad looked at me and said, they're both doing good. I'm like, yeah. He looked at the coach and he's like, he ain't catching my boy. He ain't catching my boy. And I was like, motherfucker. And so, of course, the, the kid finished like 10 seconds ahead of mine, but whatever man my, my my kid's a fucking badass and i was just yelling after my son i'm really proud of you i'm really proud of you well apparently this fucking dad went and sought my kid out after the race i wasn't aware and said nice try and i'm fucking furious but my son's like dad just don't say anything and i i think he wants me to stay quiet so if he winds up beating the kid he knows um you know it's so weird and then his coach my son's coach has like he was telling my son you're blowing away the competition. Your your main target is this kid. 
And I don't really like that because my son's main target at 13 should be himself. My son's main target should be for himself to improve his time, not against anyone else. Because you don't want to set that up where your worth is based on how well you do against another person because you're never going to come, you're never going to line up. There's always someone bigger, faster, stronger than you. So you just do as good as you can. And with the way that the our state's feeder schools feed into each other, this kid is actually going to feed into our high school next year. So my son and him are going to be teammates, and they're going to be a phenomenal one-two punch. So I can't wait for them to be teammates. Um, this dad's got it. I'm like, this dad's got it in for my kid because my kid beat his son's time at another meet last year, and he just can't get over it. And we were like, okay, cool, we beat the time. But no, this dad was really pissed off. So that's that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into my room. Now I just pull it to my school. I'm going to try to get my shit together. Um, try to have a good day. My, my wacky student that I had, that I talked about on day two, um, has been really fucking nuts, but he had a, his dad decided to really over medicate him Friday. And so he came in damn near comatose, but he was compliant most of the day. So I'm really hoping that dad continues the medication, doesn't fuck with him. And I have a good day here. I leave here. I'm going to go. Um, there's another meet today. I'm going to try to do that. So I'm going to send these emails. When I get out, we get back in here, I'll finish off this episode, and I'll let you know if I heard anything. Okay. Well, hey there. Welcome to, I guess, part two of this episode. So I went to my room today, and it is about... 10 minutes after my uh, a lot of time to go. I usually, for the last 10 years of my career, I have focused on not staying late. And so far, this is probably close to the earliest I've been able to get out of here um, this year because it's been really busy with the little kids. So as I refine my lesson planning and my behavior management and my email sending and stuff, I'll get closer and closer to uh, three o'clock to the point where it'll be like two fifty-five, and I'm heading out the door, which is all I'm okay with. So, in fact, I can tell you the reason why I probably worked a little later today is because I was making some uh, battle maps for Dungeons and Dragons. I'm going to try to get the second. I'm going to try to get this party in tonight. So. My son's uh, cross-country meet was canceled today due to rain, so I'm going to have more time tonight. So anyway, I sent an email to uh, my union, my state union rep, and I said, listen, I don't even know how to begin to respond to this. Uh, Remember, the email, the lady said that it was bullshit discrimination that she has to get tested. So the I have... The uh, the I am my um, the union rep and I emailed back and forth probably four times today, and what I learned was that I should be having my superintendent agree to some terms through an MOU, which is a memorandum of understanding, and I did something I have never done, and I actually wrote an MOU today. God. That is the fucking nerdiest, dumbest shit I could say today. But I did it. I fucking did it. 
I took an old one for like a format that we had. I found one from a hospital system that their union wrote with them. And I individualized it for what I needed. So I didn't steal the whole thing. I like borrowed from it, but I also made my own. And I think it's pretty robust. At least it's a good way to start. And I'm going to have our rep look over it tonight and hopefully send it to our superintendent by tomorrow because um, he's how he's hosting like a question and answer thing. And I'm worried that if I don't get it in before then, he's going to try to set the narrative, which is probably why uh, he wanted to do one in the first place is to get it out there. So I got that done. My these these little kids, man, I got to tell you, I'm so used to having uh, middle schoolers. These little kids, they are something else. Just very whiny, I guess. <laughs> very whiny. I, I do love teaching them. They're just a very different group. And I had like three stay back from the different uh, special classes we have, like PE and art and stuff like that. Um, they didn't get to go outside, um, you know, just because they weren't following the rules. They're they're coming up to me from classrooms that do not have strong behavior management, and these kids are allowed to just kind of run wild. They're almost like feral cats, and so it's up to me to, for lack of better terms, train them to be better students, better behaved students. <sighs> Academically, they're all close if not grade level, but behaviorally, they're just really far behind. They're probably more of a kindergarten uh, maturity level, which is about where I would expect students with autism to be, but you still have to reinforce your expectations every single day, every single day, every single day. And this is what I do, and this is what kind of sets me apart from other teachers, where it's every single day I am reviewing the rules of the classroom. And I do it with any students. Um, you know, it's important for them to remember what they're supposed to do because they don't. They will forget. They will ignore. Uh, they will choose. And you have to hold that. That has to be front and center in their mind the entire time they're in your classroom. Or they will, they will push it back. And then they will get upset because they genuinely are confused about what they're supposed to do. They will become genuinely confused. And it's up to you as a teacher to kind of correct that. So uh, we'll see what our state rep comes back with. Now um, it's fired up to our superintendent either tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. And then that will trigger him coming back and forth. Uh, he'll want to negotiate some things. I'll put some things back in it, take some things out. I'm genuinely an affable guy when it comes to negotiating with um, uh, administration uh, simply because I don't want to shut them out. Now, contract negotiations are a little different. I try contract negotiations. I'm a bit of an asshole, which we need to be because they're literally trying to take from us. So I will save my assholery, if they think that's a word, I will save that for the contract negotiation. So I will... Hopefully, uh, maybe I'll just put it on the Twitter box there, um, let you guys know how this comes about. So, like I said, as soon as 
my union rep gets back to me, I can then send it off to the administration to let them review it, and then we're off to the races. So and I went from basically a gentleman's agreement, ba 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 ba. Hopefully, hope, just don't please don't fuck us over. To to now, I'm saying, yeah, no, I gotta make sure you don't try to fuck us over. So here's this thing. So that's gonna piss them off, but I guess I don't care. So I hope you are having a great day. I hope you are kicking your ass in your own way. You know, most of us are. We've got two weeks, if not a minimum of a full weekend. So. See, I'm, I'm teacher tired. It's 3 o'clock and I'm fucking yawning. That ain't right. But here I am. Gotta go home and get some fucking uh, monster in me or something. So, Oh, and I'm taking the week off from working out, uh, I think. I tried to work out this morning, but because I'm trying to do this D&D thing and I got this other stressing stuff, I just had to let something go. And working out was that. So, And my body's trying to tell me to knock this shit off too for a little bit so hopefully i can get back to working out later this week if not i will just let it go to the end of the week god damn it teacher tired sucks all right uh take care kick some ass peace